Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast Season 2 with your host, Misha Blamar-Farish. Welcome to the GST Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Misha Blameyer-Farish. And today is the first time that the GST Factor Podcast is going to have a takeover guest. So I'm about to hand over the reins to my dear friend, Randy Ford in Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Randy. Hi, Misha. Thank you so much for letting me do this. I feel I feel honored. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about it because I know that all of your uh, podcast fans like me are big fans of your book, uh, Get Shit Done, which we, you and I have talked about in the past. And you um, let us set up this conversation so that we could meet some of the people behind that. So these are people, your podcast listeners are also fans of their work. They just haven't had a chance to meet them yet. And so we're going to talk about uh, the team that helped you publish this book and how that process came together. So thanks for for letting me do that. There's lots of questions that I have that I know other people who are listening to the podcast and know you really well have about this process too. So um, so thanks for letting us do that. And I'm going to jump into it if that's cool with you. Yes, let's go. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to, I want to first introduce uh, Q. Uh, Q is part of the team. Tell us a little bit about your work and how you came to work with Misha, but we want to know about your background. Absolutely. So hi, everybody. My name is Q, also Qualia Hendrickson, but I go by Q because I run Q Writes a Book, which is a book coaching business service. And essentially, my job is to be your book's cheerleader. What I like to say is wherever you are in the publishing process, you're in the writing, you want to go traditional, you want to self-publish, you have no idea what you want to do and you don't know how to start. My job is to just be your cheerleader and guide you in the right direction, put you with the right people and get that idea off your chest. Right. So Misha and I met a little while ago and, and kind of took off running. Well, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. How long have you been doing this, Q? It's now been probably two years. Okay. Maybe Great. two and a half. Well, and have you found it pretty rewarding to help people? It is, yeah. Especially life? when the the moment is when the book cover and the interior meet and we do that first, like, this is, let's flip through the pages and let's see what it's going to look like at the end. That's when the author can really see, like, oh my gosh, it's real, <laughs> and that's when I can say, like, look, we're we're really getting there. We're about to start shifting from the creative portion to the business portion, the business hat, um, and that's just always really fun. How how does that feel when you see that realization come together, like this thing that's even for me? Mind. Yeah, sorry, so, I, no, 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 that's good. Yeah, you go ahead. Sorry, I keep cutting off. My bad. I, I get excited, um, but even for me, like. I know where we're going to go. I know even from the beginning what it might look like. But there's something about that, you know, whether we're doing it on KDP or we have an interior designer who's kind of merging it all together, being able to flip through and be like, oh, my gosh, it's it's actually real. When you, you know, you could just print this out on your printer and it would still be a book. Um, and that's a really big accomplishment for anyone. And I don't think that authors understand the project that they're undertaking until they get to that moment and then can really see hey, this is taking me months to put together. This is taking me a year or two to get to. And that's the physical manifestation of all the all the work. So even in that moment, for me, I'm really proud of them. I'm happy we got there. You know, sometimes there's some tribulations as we're going through. Um, but that's when I get to be like, hey, we did it. And that's when they get to see, oh, wow, like this was an idea. Now it's it's not anymore. That's amazing. And I know we're going to talk more about that process specifically about um, get shit done, the GSD factor. Um, but I also want to introduce um, Alicia Reynolds, who Misha, I've heard Misha describe as the running editor 
uh, of this book creation process that, that you all went through. Hi, Alicia. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, so glad to be here. Um, I kind of haphazardly fell into this because I um, come from an education background. Um, I taught high school and middle school English um, in some form or another for about 15 years. And um, I met Misha through uh, her child. <laughs> and um, from there, you know, we, we started talking. I told her a little bit, a little bit about my background um, in education, as well as um, singing and songwriting. And Misha was like, hey, I've got some stuff. Do you want to come work with me? And I was like, yeah, why not? Um, and so we began uh, writing a book. Um, I also uh, work in music publishing. So all of this was kind of new, but not really, because um, I've, I've kind of been in and out of it pretty much for the last 15, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, so you, you do a lot of things, but, but Misha, and I'm sure you're uh, talented at all of them. I'm sure you're an amazing educator, but Misha said there just is a natural talent when it comes to words as well. Do you feel that? I guess um, I probably just talk too much. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what my mom would say, um, but Thankfully, I also like to read and write, so it goes hand in yeah. hand. <laughs> well, you have to know the right words to say if you're going to talk a lot. Um, so um, we will, I, I know I want to hear more about, like I said, this book, but I want to go back to the idea of the book. So Misha, tell us what what made you think, oh my gosh, I, I want to write a book. That was not the thought I had in my head, if I'm being honest. Um, okay. I had been contacted um, I'd been contacted over LinkedIn by a hybrid publisher that said, hey, we've been following you. We've been reading your content. Have you considered writing a book? And I said, you're crazy. I have a two-year-old and a six-year-old and we were just coming out of the pandemic. We had just moved. Um, I had just come out off of a job and I was burned out. And so I was hitting into this new season that was a little unclear. And after many conversations, they said, please come, you know, out to Charleston and have a conversation with us. So uh, I took my sister with me. She's always my sounding board from for these things. And so we had some really deep conversations with this hybrid pu publisher and talked about the process and different things. And I walked out of there going, I do have a book in me. Okay. This is something I didn't yeah. realize. Right. Um, but I may not do it with them. Um, and I may not do it in the traditional sense or the hybrid sense, but let me still kind of kick the tires and see what the process is out there. So I walked away from that trip going, um, I want to do it in my own way. I want to do it with my own words. I want to do it in my own time, in my own voice, but I also want to retain my rights. I want to retain my intellectual property and I want to be able to have that control over that and that have that say over that. And came home and started meeting and interviewing with other publishers, traditional hybrid, and really came down to the fact that I really wanted to publish myself. I really wanted to write it myself because a lot of these hybrid publishers and traditional publishers utilize ghostwriters. And, mm. you know, ghostwriters are amazing. That's an amazing career to have. But for me, being my true authentic self, which is, you know, certainly one of the foundations of the GSD right. factor, right. I really wanted to be sure that I was writing in my own words. And so 
once I decided to embark on the self-publishing path, um, I, you know, started to have some additional conversations and said, you know what, let's, um, let's start my own publishing firm. So that's where GSD Factor Publishing came in. And so, um, as they say, the rest is history, but we'll dive into a little bit more detail of that. But that was kind of the origin of the story. A lot of people would have have stopped there i think a lot of people would have been a little scared and and said no I, yeah that's a lot but again i've got uh, i've got a family i can't i can't do this but those of us who know you uh or who follow your work know that that's just not how you are so how did you get past that was it kind of a natural thing to just say no i i am going to do this um i so i will give a lot of kudos to my sister over a um over a bourbon in in uh, charleston after the initial meeting you know we sat down and of course you know um you know she's been my sidekick my wingman for so many years and you know we both said you should write this book i have a book you know i said i came to the realization of i do have a book um and but what she said to me was the way that the world is telling you to do this book is not the GSD factor way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And so you need to do, you need to write your wor words. You need to, you need to share your words with the world, but you need to do it in your own way, picking your own team, utilizing your own vendors, working with those, um, you know, working with those people and those organizations that really support your mission, support what you're doing. And she's like, you're going to find your path. You're going to find your way to do this, but you'll, you are going to do this in your own way because that's what you would do. That's what the GSD factor way of life is. And um, it was shortly after that, that Alicia walked into my life and the and then um, a few months after that's when Q walked into my life. And so all of a sudden, very quickly, I started to see this team of people coming around me and was like, oh, this is the team that's going to help me get it there. One thing I love that that speaks to is that you took that meeting. You know, I think some of us have gotten the similar LinkedIn messages or things like that and kind of brushed it off. But you took the meeting and even though that wasn't the route you wanted to go, you let it kind of uh, guide you this different direction. And you knew that it wasn't something you could do on your own. It sounds like you knew that you didn't want to go so far as to have a, a ghost writer try to match what is a really distinctive voice that many of us have, have come to know, um, but that you did need support, that it wasn't something that you were looking to do on your own. So that's when you talked Alicia into to helping out. How did that come about? We heard about it a little bit, but uh, tell us how that <laughs> kind of shifted your relationship a little bit. Or expanded yeah, absolutely. relationship. Yeah, so um, Leisha's working with me on a number of projects um, as it related to, uh, you know, I have two companies, Etymology Consulting, which is my business consulting firm, but then also um, with GSC Factor. We were in the, you know, very beginning stages of building the brand and we were doing an LLC. And so we were, she was there at the ground, ground level, so to speak. And um as I was giving her projects and things to do on both sides, I started to kind of see her gifts and talents and her superpower around words. And um, 
I had never really considered myself a very good writer. Um, and I was like, oh, I really need a strong writer. I really need someone that can help me with the words. And so Alicia started taking these, you know, projects and just um doing them with such great excellence that I was like, oh, you, you are, you are a writer. You are gifted with words. And, you know, quickly over those months, we took lots of little pivots and a little, you know, um, harness kind of what were the projects that she enjoyed to do and, um, you know, expand on those ones that she was really enjoying. And what we found was that um, she was such an amazing writer and could really come in on top of my writing and really finesse it and elevate it and amplify it to the next level. Alicia, you said that that was, it took a little cajoling to get you to take on that role that at first you didn't feel, it sounds like you were saying earlier, at first it didn't feel like that was what you wanted to do. Like she's, she saw a role here that maybe she had to convince you it was there. Well, not so much with the writing. Um, okay. When the book came, it was like, wait, what? <laughs> We're doing, doing a book now, All right? Because um, at first, you know, I was helping out with blogs and um, sure. just a little content here and there. Um, but I think the longest thing I've ever written was like a master's thesis and that's like 30 pages. So when you said well, that's book, impressive. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Congratulations on that, too. Well, thank you. But I'd still, it's, that's not a book for me. Right. So, right. Right. Um, I was like, you know, I, I think um, Misha was more confident in me than I was because I was like, girl, you think I can write a book or uh, help you write a book? All right. Well, if you like it, I love it. Let's go. <laughs> but um, yeah, it seemed pretty daunting at first. But um, once I started seeing what Misha was, you know, the actual content, I was like, yeah, there's there's a lot here. So I was I was ready to jump on it after that. And I think what's important, Randy, you know, you talked about, you know, you can it, sitting in that meeting with that hybrid publisher, right? You t you learn something from everything. You walk away from every experience going, okay, was this something learning what to do or what not to do, right? Was it it was it meant to be a pivot? Was it meant to be um a foundational stone, so to speak? And once, you know, Alicia and I started getting into our rhythm of the writing around social media and blogs and articles and different things, and I started bringing around this book idea, we both were very quick to say, we need help, right? We, we have some great ideas here, but what do we need? And that's where we said, oh, you know, like a book coach would be really great. And, you know, Alicia was like, I'm a good editor, but I would prefer also for us to make sure we have an editor in chief, right? And so that's where I think coming into this and saying, you know, we're not the smartest people in the room, but we want, we want to A, ask for help and then B, mobilize the right team. And then, you know, in walked Q. Yeah, Q. What, tell tell us about how you got in this and and kind of those early conversations that you had. Yeah, absolutely. So Misha and I met because we had both been part of a like business consultant um, program. This was at the time where. Um, so my day job is that I'm I'm an attorney, and I like to say that I am a lawyer, but I'm not your lawyer. So you know, nothing here is legal advice. But <laughs> <laughs> I was as I was doing my day job. Um, everyone throughout like college, my master's is in publishing. And then when I was in law school, my friends and just people that I kind of walked through life with knew me as Q the book nerd. So when we got to the point where my friends were starting to say like, I think I want to write something, but I have no idea how to do that. They would call Q and be like, Hey, um, I want to write this thing. How, how does that happen? So I was part of that 
program because I was already helping my friends write their books and I wanted to learn how to turn that into a business and Misha was there too and I think she had sent me like a little ping because I wrote hey you know I'm cute and I'm a book coach she's like hey we need to talk um so by the time she came to me she had already had that meeting at that meeting with the publisher she had also had really a book outline um of, of this is what the story is going to be these are the attributes that we're going to kind of talk about this is the goal um and so when we got together it was more about how does she want to approach the writing process and i had built out some programs throughout my own business some like ideation camp- camps which helps writers say i have an idea but i've never really flushed it out or like drafting camps where the writer is saying i already know what i want to do i know what every chapter is going to be i just need the accountability of getting it done and so we played around with that for a little bit and then i think the decision was Misha and Alicia were just going to go off on their own and write and see what came out and you know try to follow the outline that Misha had with the other publisher and just see where that went and then I was going to step in afterwards to see okay this is what we've got how do we take this to the next level I love how all this came together Misha that that first meeting you went to is kind of like an open house for uh, if you were thinking of buying a house you went to an open house and then you left and thought you know what no i'm going to put together my own team and build a house and that's kind of what you did and you found the right people to help you do it or that's that's how it's sounding that's a great analogy yeah absolutely absolutely so then i'm curious from all of you and so whoever wants to jump in like what does the flow look like um among the three of you in actually getting words on paper getting that outline um adjusting that outline how how did that flow go and maybe Misha you can you can start off with the answer on that yeah of course well first of all it happens between the hours of 9 p.m and 3 a.m let's be clear well right because Uh, everybody is telling me every all this other amazing stuff that they're doing uh so it, it pretty much had to Yep. So, and that's like a real quiet time for me, right? Kids are in bed. Clients are most of, mostly asleep um, at that point. But I, you know, <clears throat> I sit down with Alicia and we always build a plan, right? Like, hey, here's kind of our high level milestones. Here's where we need to hit. Um, and I sit down in my space, either here in the here in my office, or I actually have some writing corners that I go to um, um, here in the Nashville area, where I can just be quiet well, can, and can sit. Can I just ask there? Like, what are, are those coffee shops? Like, you don't have to tell us the specific places, but like other writers were always curious where are those like spots. So for I, definitely coffee shops, but also my um, my masseuse has an amazing, beautiful. Um, you know, massage room. And so she lets me rent out her massage room from wow. her. And so it's I didn't know quiet. that. That's amazing. Yes, it's quiet. It's got really good energy. Um, it's just very, very peaceful and tranquil. So um all kinds yes, of essential oils. To, yes. Oh, all of it, all of it. And so um, yes, Andrea has always allowed me to use utilize her space. And so whether it's a coffee shop, whether it's there, but there's sometimes I'll sit and write as I'm sitting on the side of the field or sitting at my kids' sports too. It just wherever the inspiration will hit me in that moment. Um, Alicia's sometimes even gotten voice notes from me if I'm driving because you know the inspiration will hit. But a lot of times it's me just kind of um, you know, writing a lot, right. And just getting it all out there, not really worrying about flow, not just really worried, not worried about punctuation or anything like that. And sometimes it's just, it's a whole lot. And, 
um, a, you know, I will give it that kind of once over and then I hand it over to Alicia and Alicia kind of takes it from there. Nice. Yeah. And then, um, and then Alicia, do you have any secrets to your process that you've developed? I will, I think what really helped us and, and I don't know how this will translate to other authors whenever we get the chance to work with them, but the fact that I had already kind of learned Misha's voice um, just from working with her before we ever like started writing the book really helped me to get out of Alicia and write like her, you know, um, because there are certain things that are very Misha-esque. Once you read the the book, you'll, you'll see that or you'll, you know, you, you can hear her voice even in just reading it. And so I think that was probably our greatest strength because, you know, that was the benefit of her not having that other ghostwriter because they would know her, but I knew her already. So right. um, I think that was basically the thing I leaned on. Like, how would Misha say this? Make sure you're writing like her or make sure when you're adding anything, if it, sound, if it doesn't sound like her, you don't need to put it in, you know? I think the other thing too that we did was Alicia would know, you know, we, we utilize Google Docs, right? So that we could tag each other and ask questions. So there's a lot of back and forth inside the document, but we would also schedule working sessions. And so in that working session, Alicia would kind of interview me and we would record it on Zoom. And so she could go back and listen to it. But, you know, if there was, if there was additional content needed or if she wanted, if she needed to hear my voice in a different way or a different perspective, she would interview me. And so then she had this recording. And so that also kind of gave her those additional components that she needed. And I think that that was also really powerful um, as we worked through those various pieces. And so Alicia and I, you know, it was kind of a tennis game, right? Back and forth, back and forth. And then once we feel like, okay, this is ready for Q. It heads over into Q's world. And then Q, what do you do with it? And then That's I come well, you in. You work all day as a lawyer <laughs> and then you go home at night. And then what do you do with And then I sit down at do? midnight and I rein it all in. No. Um, so when I start, when I first meet my authors, I do a lot of like building up. I'm very passionate about this. I love writing. I've always wanted to be in publishing. So like for me, I love seeing someone's dream come true. So when we first meet, it's all about how can we get this idea up and up and up and make you believe that you can do this. And then once they write and then they give me the draft, it's now my time to become the developmental editor. And I have to put on my very strict and stern hat and say, okay, I am now going to push you to be the best that you can absolutely be. And I think that sometimes that comes off as a little bit devastating because I have to come in and be like, we have, I need more. You need to do better. Um, and so that, that definitely happens with all of my authors and it happened here, but that's definitely the process. They do their first draft. I come in and I go through every single line, every paragraph. I'm flipping back and forth between chapters because what I'm looking for in that first edit is I need to see the overall story. I need to see the flow and I need to make sure that the reader is now not just reading the words, but that they're feeling what you're trying to say. And if they're not feeling it, if there's not enough emotion, even in a nonfiction book, then it's very easy for someone to put that down. I don't want them to put it down. So, yeah. you know, when we did that first draft, one of my biggest comments for Misha was, I want to see more of you in this book, not just, you know, what the attributes are and how to get shit done, but like, who is Misha and how does she get shit done? And so we went through that process of, and it's literally me going line by line saying, between these two sentences, insert a story. In, under this paragraph, tell me more. Why did you feel this way? And I go, you know, 
chapter by chapter doing that. And then they get to take that back and go line by line and say, okay, how can I insert it here? How can, and, and that way, my advice and my edit is not general. It's not just a, hey, I would like you to do, can you give me a little bit more of yourself? I try to be very specific about where I want you to, to insert more so that you know which stories from your past to maybe dig up, which emotions to start thinking about. So then, Alicia, I want to know from your perspective, you uh, coming from a perspective of kind of this academic writing, which you said was the longest thing you had done since then. What happened? Like, take us back to maybe the first time you got some edits back from Q. What was that like for you? Um, Q gave a, a really uh, nice picture of how that went. <laughs> um, we felt, and I, I, I think I can speak for Misha, for Misha in this instance. Um, it was a very brutal wake up call. Um, <laughs> and I think I thought about it later. I was like, so this is my payback for all of the students' papers that I bled all over <laughs> when I was teaching because I think I'm a pretty good writer. And then we, me and Misha had, you know, shed a little tear about how great we felt. We had finished this thing and, oh man, look at us. We got 45,000 words, blah, blah, blah. And we got that first <laughs> Traps back and it was just like oh my god I think Misha was crying she was like I can't do this I'm done I can't write anymore and I'm just sitting here going lord what did how are we going to do this and that's I think when we decided you know because because Q had like all of these just like she said she had all these questions um I think maybe the first the introduction or something had like a hundred and I was like this is a lot um and Misha was she was done she was tapped out she she's like I can't do anymore and so I was just like, well, what if, you know, I just go back in and ask you the questions, like Misha said, like in an interview form, and uh, we recorded it. And then I took what she said in the interview and then just filled it in from there because M Misha had, a, she was like, I, I, I can't do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I understood you, it. Yeah, you it was all a thought, lot. You all there thought was, a lot, there was a lot of bourbon that night, let's be clear. So whenever you yeah. are in this book process, whatever... <laughs> Whatever you need, you should budget for that. Because my husband, mm -hmm. you know, we get all our groceries delivered, right? And right. the liquor store called my husband and said, is everything okay? Because the liquor has increased. <laughs> the, the liquor deliveries have increased to your house. And my husband said, my wife is writing a book. And they went, we'll send more. <laughs> well, Yeah, uh, I thought I was going to need extra therapy sessions because I believe the first couple of times we did it, it was just tears. And I'm like, why am I crying? This isn't even my say that I'm doing a little bit better at not being so brutal, but we're working on something together now. And I don't know if that's true. So <laughs> uh, it's okay, but I think <laughs> one of the, you know, one of the feedbacks that, you know, you know, Q said two things, right. That have stuck with me the whole time. First of all, she said, your book's good. Now yep. you could publish as is, but it could be great. And that's what Alicia and I kept saying to each other was, well, I have to go from good to great. I mean, I was raised on all the 80s and 90s, you know, motivational speakers, you know, Zig Ziglar and, you know, Stephen Covey and, you know, from good to great, you know, rags to rich. Like, I, that's what I was raised on. Right. right. And so I was like, OK, we got to dig deeper and was really grateful for Alicia's idea of, OK, what if we do this in a conversation? And the second thing that Q said, and at first when she said it, I was like, 
I what? I, I don't I'm not following. She goes, I want to drop the reader in the middle of the story. And I said, I'm a very process-oriented person. We know this. And I'm like, but don't we need to start at the beginning? And she's like, nope, we're gonna drop them into it. And what's been so funny is I've talked to readers, they're like, I mean, I just feel this immersive experience, like I'm just dropped into the dropped in the middle. And I was like, Oh shit, she was right. Yeah. She, we did it. Yeah. And and I, I was curious how that came about um from a logistical standpoint, because that's how I feel when I read it. And and there's the great opportunities to to add your own story to it, uh, or to take notes that you don't get. It it literally gives you space to be part of part of the book, which is amazing. So it's really cool to hear how that came together. Uh, you're giving space that. for other people to, to build their homes. So I, I, I want to do kind of like a, a little speed round here. I'm just curious what yeah. each of you has kind of, uh, and Alicia, maybe we'll start with you. What um, is something that you think you, you learned from this collaboration? Would it be cliche if I said dream big? No, <laughs> not at all. I definitely think you know, Misha has shown me that there is not um, a limit to what you can do. Like, just put it out there. You never know. So, I love that. That's <laughs> and it's not—it's not a cliche if you're if you're living that, uh, and it's and it's a reality. So, Q, what about you? I was just going to reach for my phone because I went to um, the African American History Museum a couple weeks ago and I saw a quote by Bell Hooks on a, she had handwritten something and they had it in the museum. And I, I have the quote somewhere, but I won't um, look for it. Essentially, it was saying that the best stories come from our own personal experience and yeah. not just, you know, through Misha's story, because we did go back and forth a couple times, pouring more of herself into it. I realized at the end of the day, as hard as that is, because I, I think writers struggle with that you think that you're being open and you don't realize how far you can actually go once you can cross the, that line and say i'm going to be myself 100 percent in this book no matter what it is it's great for you but it's also great for the reader it's amazing to have readers step in and say i feel like i was there and that's as a reader all you can ask for right is to be immersed by a story yeah that's amazing. And as a reader, that's always been one of my favorite moments is when I see something described in a way that I never would mm -hmm. have thought to describe it, but that it completely nails the experience that I would feel. So, um, and I think all, all the, the collaboration of you all really captured a lot of that in this book too. Misha, what, uh, what is something that you learned that you didn't necessarily think you would learn at the beginning of this process? I didn't think I could do one more thing at the time. <laughs> But I pro I proved to myself that I could do just one more thing. Um, but I think what is so humbling about this experience is to um, now have my words out there. And it's now, um, you know, it's now a legacy. It's now there for my kids and my, you know, and down the road, right, um, generations to come. And so I think for me to be able to say, I did write a book and to have reached that milestone for me, it was a two year journey. And, you know, in those moments, in those day to day sessions or in those, you know, conference calls or working sessions, you know, it is that moment of this is such a big mountain to climb. I don't know that I can do it, but there's so much truth in you just have to keep showing up and you have to just take it one step at a time. And there will be good days and there will be bad days. 
But once you reach that mountaintop and look back, you go, oh, shit, I did that. And I think that that was just reaffirmed for me, even for someone who has lived with a GSD factor life throughout her life to even, you know, to accomplish it, but also just be re-educated on my own, you know, on my own philosophy in a way. Yeah, a new way to live the the six GSD factor attributes. Yeah, if I could just add one thing in there, what was so funny throughout this book is almost every time we were going through anything, like any obstacle or anything came up, Misha would be like, well, I guess I got to take my own advice right now. (laughs) Like it would always be like, oh, pivot decision or resilience. Like those attributes came up almost consistently with every, everything we wrote. Yeah. Yeah, yes, that's 100%. And I think too, even as life has continued on, what we say, you know, um, you know, I approach every situation as, is this in a situation where I'm learning what to do or what not to do? And so we now actually have a running library of additional stories that have come out since the publishing of the book, right? Because um, life, co- life goes on and life continues. And so, which means that there's just, more content and you know especially in some very situ you know sticky situations or ones that are real you know real difficult to navigate Alexa will ri- remind me that well just remember this is really good content for your for the next book or the next book and so um it's been really fun so I think what, what I just heard is that there's going to be lots more books so uh <laughs> I'm excited for that. Alicia, Q, Misha, thank you all so much for letting me ask these questions that I was really curious about. And I hope other people um, have learned from what you all just shared uh, as much as I did. So, and Misha, thank you very much for letting, for turning over the microphone to me. I know that's a little bit scary and I'm honored that you, you did it and let me chat for a little bit. Yes. No, thank you, Randy, so much for your support and for uh, doing uh, such a great job on the podcast. And I just want to take this chance to thank Alicia and Q because I wouldn't be here as an author without them. And, um, you know, I'm so appreciative and grateful for, um, you know, their work, their talents, their superpowers, and um, really excited, you know, that we get to do this again. That's awesome. Thank you, Randy, for your questions. And Misha, I'm very proud of you. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to take the mic back, Randy, right. and uh, to our GSD Factor podcast listeners, thank you so much. And um, we appreciate you guys listening in. And we'll be sure to share everybody's LinkedIn and um, their websites in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much to the team today. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Have a great night. Don't forget to get shit done. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, where you can also find previous episodes. Let's also connect on LinkedIn and Instagram. If you're looking for more information on the GSD Factor, visit us at gsdfactor.com. And always remember to GSD, get shit done.